So I don't know what happened with the last episode, but I've got 20 minutes this morning to talk. And I don't really have thoughts, but um, I am driving to go get my car detailed. And honestly, I haven't had my car detailed since... Like, I just, I've always had a dog. So, I've had no reason to actually go and get it, like, really detailed. I think the last time I detailed it, I had my friend Steven Elrod. Big ol' shout-out to Steven Elrod. He's actually from this part of Florida, too. He, uh, he damn sat and, like, finger-picked all of the dog hair out of my car one time for hours. I felt so bad. I don't know. I don't even remember, like, how much I paid him. I don't even think he charged me to do it. But it was, like, such a torturous job. I ended up falling asleep on his couch waiting for him to finish. Which is so funny because I didn't know him well enough to fall asleep on his couch, dude. (laughs) You have those moments I feel like you look back on, or at least I do. I don't know about you guys, but I have these moments I look back on. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I was such a weirdo. Like, why would I fall asleep on somebody's couch? Well, I can tell you exactly why, because I was sitting in his living room and didn't know how to turn the TV on, waiting for him to detail my car, which took like three and a half hours. So yeah, of course I fell asleep. And then he came in and didn't even wake me up. (laughs) Just let me laying on his couch asleep for, I don't know who, who, who knows how long. I don't remember, but he's a really incredible artist as well. He does pop. He lives in Los Angeles now. He's dating one of the prettiest girls of all time. Her name's Jordy, and she's also an amazing songwriter and singer, so go check them out. Um, I think he goes by Elrod, E-L-R-O-D. And if you go and follow him, then you can uh, send him a message and say, Hey, Carly talked about her this one time that she fell asleep on your couch while you cleaned her car. Uh, why am I a scumbag? <laughs> Now, I fully justify my own uh, my, my own actions on that one, but still. But still strange. Um, we also wrote a song. I can't remember it now, but it's a really good one. I should go back and learn it. Because I remember I used to love singing it. Sitting in the drive. That's all I remember. Sitting in the drive. It's like the last three words four words of the first line of the song so um i'm going way too fast right now so i'm going to get my car detailed i'm very excited that means i'm gonna have like four or five travels in it without uh the dog where it's clean and it smells good i don't know what's going on with like that last episode i kind of came in hot and heavy you know but um it was supposed to be a full hour episode and it's not because I don't know how to work technology. Um, Again, just another example of the shit show. I'm hoping by episode 10, I've got this under my my wing. Like, I'm hoping that in the next, like, two weeks, I've got a microphone. And I've got a setup to where I can sit down and actually, actually have a conscious stream of thoughts. Where it's not just the car in the background. But, I don't know. You guys tell me if you like this way or not. Maybe you like this way better. Because it's raw, authentic whatever I I've got a show tomorrow I never get nervous like I'm very fortunate I don't have that nervous thing um what like before a show I really really don't I don't feel like I ever 
I don't really feel like I've experienced it any other time than um, when I was in high school and I would sing the national anthem at a game and I would like see a cute boy in the stand or something that I wanted to impress. But ever since then, I really don't feel like I've had this nervous gene or this nervous uh, compulsion. And I'm kind of having it for this show only because... um, Only because I'm afraid that... I don't know, Firefighting Cowboy and his friends are going. And I just, like, I'm afraid they're going to request a bunch of songs that I don't know. And that's really what it boils down to. Because I'd have to be like, no, I don't know that one. I'm sorry. I only know what I know. And I can't stand when someone's like, oh, just play what your favorite is. Like, play your favorite. Like, well, I played my favorite three and a half hours ago. (laughs) I played it so long ago. And you already heard it twice. But I'll play it a third time, I guess. Now it's going to be a good show. It's a pretty big room. The venue doesn't, like, sound like it's a a big spot, but it's it's a very large room. So I'm excited about that. Um, I listened to, like, an ASMR live feed from somebody that I love and care about a lot. And I was very confused by it. You guys ever listen to ASMR? If you don't know what ASMR is, it's essentially... Um, it's essentially like making sounds on a microphone that like stimulate or relax your brain. I, I don't know how I felt about it just because it confused me. I don't, I don't like things that confuse me. Of course, it's probably like not a bad thing to be confused, but I felt very confused, but it was relaxing. So maybe I should recommend it. (laughs) Maybe I should recommend it. I had pizza last night for the first time. I don't know how long. Um, Which, like, y'all know me. I ate so much pizza in high school that Domino's sponsored me. Like, they gave me a textbook scholarship. And I have continued to eat pizza. So, like, fun fact... Not only did I have my tonsils removed as a child, but I also had them removed again as a young adult. So, um, I guess like 5% of people, their tonsils can grow back based off of the procedure that's done as a child. And I'm no, um, is it anatomist? I'm no doctor, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, so I had them out when I was like six or seven or something and then they grew back. And I had had strep throat for like, I don't know, months. Literally going to my pediatrician being like, I I don't know what's going on. My mom's like, she's sick. Like, this is strep. And my pediatrician just misdiagnosed it. And that's the problem with small town doctors. It's kind of like our small town veterinarian just always gives dogs cortisone shots when they're old. Instead of just saying like, hey, they're old. Because it's residual income every three weeks people bring their dogs in to get cortisone shots um i think that hometown pediatricians do the same thing and i'm not accusing anybody of anything but i am accusing them of mal mal uh or miss uh miss miss what's the word misdiagnosing why are there so many car washes in florida there's a car wash on every block and they're all extravagant 
So, yeah, so I went to my pediatrician, and he's like, no, you don't have anything. Well, one day, you know how, like, strep throat gives you white spots on the back of your throat? I legitimately felt like I coughed up one of those white spots off the back of my throat, which is so gross, but bear with me. So, again, go to the doctor. He's like, and I'm 17. I just graduated. Like, I'm going through this whole summer going into, uh, going into, like, college with strep for literally almost a year. I'm going to say at least six months I had strep throat for just straight. Never, never got rid of it. Like every time I started to feel better, I'd just get ill again. And one day I wake up, my parents are working or gone. I can't remember if they're, they were gone or if they were, uh, if they're at work. And I made my way from my bedroom to the couch. And then I just, I lost it. I lost complete control of my body, essentially. Like, couldn't keep my eyes open, sweating. Um, the closest I've ever felt to dying. Like, actually, other than, like, impact-based, like, traumatizing events that were, you know what I mean? Um, like, the car accident, of course. Like, after the fact, being like, whoa. I almost died. I felt in this moment, and for these next few, maybe hour and a half, as if I, I, I was, I, I wasn't even gonna get to say to, to get to say goodbye. And turns out, I was dying. Um, I was able to like muster up my phone. I think I had an iPhone at the time, or maybe I had a BlackBerry. Remember when Blackberries were cool? Throwback. Um, I had the Blackberry that had the, like the, it didn't have the ball. It had just the, the touch sensor. And it was shiny. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't matte, like matte color, like plastic. It was, it was a shiny plastic. Anyway, I digress. So I, I messed her up enough strength to call my grandmother just to say, I need help. I think I need an ambulance because my parents were either gone or at work. And I don't, if, if they weren't gone, I don't know why I didn't call my mom. Or maybe I did call my mom and she told me to call my grandmother. It, it's all a blur. Um, but eventually my grandmother comes over and takes my temperature and the thermometer reads like 102. Which we all know 102 is not great. My body temperature already regulates around 97.5, which I think, like, most people is 98-something, but mine runs a little low. So, we're at 102, which isn't great. She says, you gotta go to the hospital. So, we go, and by the time I get to the hospital, my temperature is, like, 104, which is when your brain really starts to deteriorate. And, um... They basically say, like, we need to rush you into surgery to have your tonsils removed. And my mom, of course, says she's already had them removed. To which the, the surgeon and the doctor reply, like, she's got tonsils. And they're every bit of infected and they're going to kill her, <laughs> essentially. Now, again, oh, if you just heard that motorcycle, that wasn't a safe motorcycle rider. I don't even want to ride next to him. Oh, my God. It's uh, another thing I hate about Florida. They have real bikers. Last night, I was at a 
a, a, a line dancing hall and right next door there's another place and I asked the owner of this line dancing hall like what's that place I've never seen it before he goes do not do not even think about going in there and I say why and he responds I've seen them lock the door to, a, to like lock the door on the police in order to hurt somebody like they were beating somebody and locked the door as the cops were walking up so that the cops couldn't get in but yep, that motorcycle rider was a one percenter. I don't like one percenters. They scare me. Even though they might protect me because I'm young and white and a female. They still terrify me with things they do. And um, specifically one club had, a, had one of their charter, charter captains, charter, uh, Presidents, I think is the correct terminology was literally shot and killed at a red light like just in the middle of the highway that I'm driving on right now it's a very large very populated very busy state highway and just at a red light on like a Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon shot in the head killed right in the middle of traffic I digress so that's gonna be the name of the episode I digress so yeah so then I'm, I'm rushed into like I guess emergency surgery or whatever to have my tonsils removed which as an adult is not fun and wouldn't you know it two weeks later or a week later I have to have my wisdom teeth out before I go to college so oh I'm gonna be stopped at this red light right next to this 1% motorcycle rider and God bless him dude I hope that he's safe and sound and doesn't have problems but he's also from a different city so what does that mean you know what does it mean when there's a one percenter with his cut on from a different city their cuts if you don't know um it, they're like their patches essentially they've they've got their their club name on the back of their leather their leather jack or leather vest which they call a cut and it says their their club name and where they're from and on the front, it will say, like, president or apprentice or um, any of the like. Like, whatever their status is within the club. And I wonder if one percenters still conduct themselves as, like, sons of anarchy criminals did. Like, I wonder if they really do still, like... Like, what do they move now? Do they still move heroin? Do they still move guns, I guess? Oh, there's a protest going on. There's an abortion protest going on. Look at that. My take on abortion? My take on abortion... I felt fairly strong about it for a little while. I guess it doesn't pertain to me because I'll never have an abortion. But I say that. And I don't know what people go through. I don't know what I'll be going through. I don't want to choose to have an abortion. Can I say that? Can I say that? Can I say that if it were life or death for me, that I would... This guy with a boat almost just ran me right through. Good Lord. People just don't know how to drive. But yeah, may I say that I don't want to choose to have one, but if it's life or death for me... I don't know. Maybe I'd let the kid live. It depends on the dad. 
Depends on who the daddy is. Do my parents get to keep him? That's an interesting thought. I think I need to pay attention to my GPS. For this detailing appointment, because I'm already late. And 1.8 miles. Take exit. Who knows? I hope that this episode doesn't do the same thing that the last half episode did and just mess itself up and not save and yada, 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 because I really, really, really don't want to re-record all this, and I don't want to leave y'all hanging, and I don't want to just put up a 17-minute clip, but if that's what it comes down to, if this is what it comes to, if this is what it's come to, there's a earnest song that goes like that. I gotta pay attention to my GPS, y'all, so I'm gonna get off of here. Hopefully this works, and uh, hopefully this isn't just one segment about how I almost died again. (laughs) Another how I almost died. Alright, talk to y'all later. Good morning. It is, it's 11 o'clock at night. It's Saturday night. It's Saturday night. It sounded like total dog shit. But I sang it anyway. I got, I don't know, an hour drive. I know I've only recorded like 17 minutes on this episode. And that's on account of the other episodes just not working and having a 7.5 episode. So this might be like a, it might be worth half an episode, you know, if I'm lucky. But um, yeah, um, I'm hanging out like a hair in a biscuit. I had the craziest interactions this evening, um, starting with, you know, I just, I went and grabbed supper with, with my parents' old friends, Frank and Sherry, they're amazing, they lived right across the street from us for so long, they've always been so kind, they're a lovely couple from, from a place, um, and I had supper with them, and then I meandered on back to my boat. And if I didn't stop, pardon me, it's late. I'm trying to get enough for this episode to be worth it to post tomorrow. But if I didn't stop on the way home to grab a bite at this other place that was recommended to me, um, close to where I'm staying on this boat, literally about a stone's throw. And I sit down, I walk in, and it looks busy as all get out, but it really wasn't that packed. And I walk in, and there's a corner corner bar stool open right inside, right by a register. Two, two feet from the bathroom, you know, right in front of a football TV. College football is back, baby, by the way. Go dogs. Um, I really don't care that much. I say it with so much passion, I really don't care. But, yeah, so I sat down next to this lovely lady, and Her name just also happened to be Sherry, and she also happened to be from the same place that my parents' friend Sherry happens to also be from. You know, so how crazy, and then we get to talking, and turns out she is also, like, really, really familiar with a guy that I've written a song with. And one of my songs that's on the internet, if you haven't already gone gone and checked it out, go check out my music on the Spotify's and the Amazons and the Googles and the iTunes's and the all the things. 
CP baby. So, um, and I get talking with her and then all of a sudden this late lovely girl that I've been friends with for years, we kind of lost touch over the last couple years, but, um, she's still local and didn't know that she worked at this place. And I just meandered on in, sat down next to a lady, made conversation. And all of a sudden, what do I know? This girl that I just, I, I adore and respect a whole bunch just happens to be bartending. And she looks up at me and goes, no effing way, you know? Gosh, I'm so glad I'm not at that place. And I, I just passed a whole biker bar that scared me just by looking at it. Um, remember we were talking about outlaws and one percenters and motorcycle clubs earlier. This whole episode is probably going to be me yawning. Because I am very tie-tie. I tie-tie baby. So, uh, yeah. And then I got to catch up with her, the bartender. Her name's Steph. She's awesome. And, um, I got some food. I got a grilled chicken quesadilla. Love grilled chicken quesadilla. And there's not much better than that other than Domino's cheese pizza with a little bit of barbecue sauce on it instead of marinara sauce. It can't get much better than that. I don't know if I have any thoughts right now. I'm trying to think of things that I might think about, but... I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot a whole lot to talk about. Um, I'm looking forward to a great day tomorrow. I play tomorrow night in Plant City, so by the time this comes out, it will be tonight. I play in Plant City, Florida. I'm hoping for a good turnout. Firefighting Cowboys bringing his friends and his family and stuff, which would be great. And they're making the trek. I just keep yawning. Dang it, about probably ain't even worth it to have this episode up, but I, I want to give y'all something at least. You know, I, I don't want to be unreliable. I want to at least give y'all 30 minutes of listening. I got to talking with, with some folks today about, like, copywriting and how two songs can come out that sound exactly the same. And yet, they are exactly the same. One example is uh, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Not only was recorded originally by David Allen Coe and then George Jones, written by Dean Dillon, but that song is identical to Etta James. rather be if I hadn't started talking about it I'd tell you the answer rather go blind I'd rather go blind the exact same song as Tennessee Whiskey. And similar... Similarly... 
if you uh, if you listen to "Go Rest High on the Mountain" by Vince Gill, it's the exact same song as "Whiskey on My Breath" by uh, Love and Theft, just a more contemporary, a more contemporary example, and how crazy. You know, like how crazy that and I guess those songs came out Love and Theft with uh, Whiskey on My Breath came out probably what, 2015, 2014 if that And still blatant disrespect There's like 15 songwriters credited to Whiskey on My Breath by Love and Theft And only one person is left out And that is Vince Gill The guy who wrote Go rest high on the mountain. So, I digress. But I did, I got into a conversation about it and why that might happen. And essentially what it comes down to... What it all comes down to... Is that everything's gonna be fine, fine, fine. Um, what it all comes down to is either A, like whoever originally recorded it or wrote it didn't care enough. That's option one. Option two is whoever recorded it and or wrote it first was paid to not sue whoever re-recorded it or rewrote whatever. Three they were credited there's probably a fourth option but off the top of my head I can't think of anything and I had a thought the other day this is kind of random but like just totally sidestepping I guess like also there's a there's a factor in separate audiences so Maybe for the for the sake of the example, Love and Theft's audience is different than Vince Gill, so therefore they may not have recognized. Like the audience may not have recognized it. Maybe the guys that <gasps> I can't quit yawning. My goodness. I hope this isn't obnoxious for me yawning. It's just it's almost midnight on Saturday night and. I have been up since the damn crack. And silly goose me, I stayed up too late last night and did not get enough sleep today. I got a little nap in, but it, not enough to suffice to get me through. So, I I just hope I'm not being obnoxious. But maybe there's there's a difference in audience, which also could help. Um, could somehow help. Love and theft's cause. Of not being recognized for copyright infringement. But at the same time. The song was pretty big. So I can't imagine that. Nashville just let that slide. Without paying somebody out. Or. Giving them some sort of credit. Unless they're on the same representation. There's option number four. Maybe Love and Theft and Vince Gill. Are on the same. Uh, performance royalty agency or uh, organization or same label, same publisher, whatever. Who knows? I haven't done that much research. 
Which brings me to another interesting topic about audience. Like, it's crazy to me that in this day and age, and maybe I've had this thought before, forgive me for repeating myself, I'll probably do that a lot. But the fact that, you know, back in, oh my goodness, back in the, you know, earlier, anything earlier than 1990, let's give it that. Let's be graceful and, and, and generous and give it 1990 because the internet, you know. But the celebrities that we knew back then, not we as in me, I was born in 96, but the celebrities that were known were only known as the celebrity that they were. They were not known as the person that they were. They were not known for their political beliefs or religious views or their um, behind closed doors history. They were known for what was portrayed by the source that was providing the information, which was either a magazine, a newspaper, radio, television, whatever. I think now in 2022, we can all see how manipulative news sources can be, whether it is written or televised or broadcast. So moving forward on that thought. Wow, I just passed the Dairy Queen and there's a damn whole parking lot party at the Dairy Queen. That's one thing I, I, I wish I'd not gotten to miss out on, like... If I could go back and choose where I grew up, like, I, I wish I'd grown up in a place. I love where I grew up, though. So, like, let's not take that for granted. But if I could choose a different place to grow up, other than where I did, I'd want to grow up in a place where they had Sonic and Dairy Queen parking lot parties. But we had Tasty Freeze parties where I'm from. So, equally as amazing. Just different. But... With all that being said and moving forward about celebrity. Today, you can learn how to hate your favorite celebrity. And with with, with ease. It doesn't take a whole lot to find out who your favorite person that you admire and idolize also idolizes and admires. Whether it's who they voted for, who they believe in, what they believe in. I mean, all those things are absolutely relevant to, to pop culture and, and to who becomes and stays relevant. And it seems as if the people who stay the quietest are still the ones who remain relevant. As opposed to the, the squeaky wheels who get the grease end up burning out pretty pretty quick and maybe that leads into you know people hear it and they they want to believe it and they want to hear it and then they're like all right like maybe it's like a like a girl that puts out too fast or a guy that puts out too fast like too much emotion out too fast or whatever like all right well you gave me everything that I want to know so therefore I don't I don't care to know anymore back in the day you had to wonder and there was a it was almost like a lust 
it was a lust after like this this person that you wish you got to know turns out like they're really not anybody that you you care to know and this person just ran up on me so fast for no reason so I got somebody really riding my tail heavy I hope they run into me so that way uh you know insurance money pay my college tuition dude drunk driver holiday weekend I'm not going faster than the speed limit I hope they pass me right here go ahead I'm not going any faster and this dude's on my license plate he's got to be kissing my bumper that's insane to me I don't understand And I know that police officers will do that. And I respect our law enforcement 117,000%. But I ain't about trapping and encroaching and um, whatever the similar synonymous charges are that come with a police officer baiting you into doing a crime. So entrapment, I think I said that. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sitting here talking and getting tailgated by a silly goose. Who, you know, go ahead, ride up on me. I hope if you're somebody that tailgates, you you take something from this that y'all not tailgate. You could end up paying somebody's college tuition bills. I could slam on my brakes right now and this guy's going right through my back end. That would get me views and ratings on my podcast. Let me just get in a quick accident. You know? I'm just killing time. This killing time is killing me. Firefighting cowboy wants me to go for a run with him in the morning and he's in so much better shape than I am. I'm like nervous. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can keep up. But I'll use every excuse in the world. Just to say, yeah, you're in better shape than me. Good job. I think that might be all I got for right now. I might record something else when I get parked and get to thinking when I know that I'm I'm in a safe place. But man, I'm I'm real anxious with this car on my back bumper and trying to run me out the road. I have half a mind to roll down the window and look at him. course they're just bumping rap music couple white girls probably 16 year old kids driving around but y'all heard my window go down i was about to say something silly gooses 
Let him be, let him be. Sitting at a red light, hope they get caught speeding. Turn off your high beams, stupid Chevy. Alright, I'm just rambling now. Wasting y'all's lovely time. If I don't talk to y'all later on this evening, enjoy this episode in the morning. In the afternoon for my Australian friends. I hope you have a lovely Labor Day. If you can't make it to tomorrow night's show, don't worry, there will be plenty more. And yeah, Trent, I'm coming to Australia sometime. Keep me up to date on those uh, virus restrictions or whatever. Y'all be safe. Always be safe, and I'll talk to you soon.